want to keep more, earn more and make more money, you're in the right place. I've spent over 10 years learning from the most brilliant minds in money, wealth and investing to take myself from 20k in debt to a seven-figure investment portfolio. Join in as I share the secrets towards more growth, money, investing and ultimately freedom. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins and welcome to Ms. Wealthy's Kiss My Money podcast. Ooh, there is so much panic going on right now in the market, am I right? Uh, in between the news cycles and people fighting about toilet paper in supermarket aisles, there's there's, there's honestly just a lot of panic and fear going on. And it's also translating a lot into investing as well because there are so many eyeballs right now on the news cycles and on what is actually happening in the stock market. And here's the thing. Most of the time when the market's going about its day to day, you don't have this many eyeballs on it. And so what most people don't see or know is that Volatility and fluctuations every day are part and parcel. It is a normal course, normal part of the stock market and how it works. It's always moving up and down and it can easily fluctuate by one or 2%. And that's pretty standard. So this week, there's been a massive fluctuation. Uh, early this week, we saw the, the market drop by 7%. And that was pretty much, I mean, it happened in Australia, it happened in the US. And uh, in, 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 at, at one point, they actually halted trading. And this is something that is a measure that was put in place after the 1987 Black Monday crash, where in one day, the market crashed by over 22%. So since then, they've put in some measures uh, to make sure that the, the market essentially doesn't crash by too much uh, in one single day. And so they have these measures in place. And what that means is they will halt trading just to give, you know, traders some time to just pause and reflect and just think about, and maybe step back from the fear and panic that so many people are getting stuck and trapped into right now. And I want to talk about that and, and give you some perspective and give you some fear versus reality facts, uh, to help, calm the nerves on this. And then I also want to talk about what you can actually do as an investor uh, and also how you can make this opportunity work for you because you guys, riches are made in recessions. And I don't say that lightly. And I know there might be some eye rolls going on right now. (laughs) And yes, I always talk about do not try and time the market. However, if you haven't started investing yet, and if you have been thinking about investing, or even if you are an investor and you have more funds that you could be putting in, well, now is right a time where we don't see every year, right? We don't even see every five years. This is something that happens every seven to 10 years. And I will reiterate, guys, This is part and parcel of how the stock market works. Fluctuations, corrections, crashes happen, okay? And they have been threatening this crash for years now. And quite frankly, I am so glad it's finally here and happening so we can get it over with and move on. 
And by the way, I completely forgot to mention that next week, I am running another live masterclass. You know that if you've been in my world for a a while, I don't do these very often. And if you can't catch me live, you can catch the replay, but it's only available for five days afterwards. And this is partly because I don't want to leave up um, access to stock market knowledge when the market changes and then you have questions for me and I can't answer them. So this is why the masterclass is only available for a short time live. Uh, and then otherwise you can't catch it. So I'm going to put the link to sign up so you can get access to it. I would love for you to join me live. It's so much fun live. Uh, and if you can't, then make sure you're on the list to, uh, be sure that the team sends out the replay afterwards. Um, so I'll put the show notes in there and I'm going to be talking about literally how to start investing, how to start building your stock portfolio. And holy crap, if you have not started yet and you've been thinking about it and you've been on the fence, like this is the time, babe. Uh, I'm just, I'm so excited for this because this is the period of time where like we have the biggest opportunity to honestly have, you know, a rebound and the rebound happens so fast, so quickly. And we see returns of 20%, 30%, 40% to recorrect because that's how the stock market works. That's how the economy is built. Um, So I'll put in in the show notes and come and join me. How exciting. Uh, And yes, I will be talking about, you know, this volatility and fluctuation, what you can actually do. Anyway, so Back to giving you a little bit of perspective on uh, the bloodbath that the news was calling it this week on the 7% drop, and that it's not even in the top 10 of biggest drops in one day. So if you actually like Google it, do your own research, babe, but it doesn't even rank in the top 10. In 2010, not even a recession year. Um, in 2010, we had a massive drop. I think it was of nine or ten percent. And again, then new regulations were put in uh, again to have to, to make sure that we didn't have major drops within one day, um, which was at the seven percent mark, which is why trading was halted this week for I think it was a bit, literally for about 15 minutes or half an hour. Um, to kind of like periodically, you know, just halt trading, put in place those measures. Uh, so it's not even within, within the top 10, even though they were calling in a mass bloodbath. And then what happened yesterday? Of course, the market rebounded and kind of recorrected. Now, not not completely. It rebounded a little bit in the US, it rebounded about 5, 5%. And in Australia, it was about 2 or 3 I think. So uh, yes, we're still down and yes, we're still in correction territory because we have passed the 10% mark uh, and we are heading for bear territory, but we haven't hit 20% yet. We are teetering on that line, uh, but we haven't yet hit 20%. Now, when we, if and when we do, then that means we'll be in bear and that means quote unquote, we are in a crash, even though honestly, I don't particularly love that word. Um, but here's the thing, just because the value of your stock portfolio, if you do currently own stocks or investments, 
uh, has gone down, your actual the actual amount of shares that you hold hasn't changed. Also, your dividend payments haven't changed based on the number of shares you have. You still get the dividend payments. So depending on your strategy that you hold, whether it's an income or a yield or capital growth strategy, will depend on how you are actually affected. And also, if you are massively exposed to uh, stocks or if you have some other income paying focused um, investments like bonds, for example. And so, you know, when there's this mass market, like, you know, quote unquote bloodbaths and the news is going nuts and it's all these eyeballs and what is happening on the stock market, it, you know, it just remember to keep it in perspective because it's not every day that people are looking at the stock market. It's only like, in, in times of this extreme volatility. And yes, things are way more volatile, uh, meaning uh, there's a lot of up and down movement than normal. Uh, and this is just a normal part of how the economy works. Uh, but it's, I also want to give you some other stats to put it into perspective so that you understand that the fear is not actually reality. Because there really has been a lot of false understandings, and when the the you know the panic sets in, and um, when we start believing things on social media and we start believing the news, which I, again, when did that happen? <laughs> right? Uh, it's not actually a true representation of reality, and it doesn't take into perspective and understand how it actually works in terms of everything else that's going on in our world. So. I know that, for example, the coronavirus, there's a big focus on the death rate. And whilst the, the COVID-19, they're now calling it, is uh, just another strain of the flu, <clears throat> excuse me, and every single year people die from the flu, most of the time the elderly or those with pre-existing, uh, particularly respiratory conditions, uh, whilst that happens every single year, yes, this coronavirus has a higher death rate, but, and here's the big but, there are countless and countless and countless reports of people having coronavirus and their ba- them having barely any symptoms. And these, these people are just not getting the actual news cycle attention, but they are very real. There are people saying they have been to the doctor and they've been tested for it. And yes, they've been quarantined, but they literally have a sniffle. They don't even have a cough. They don't have any breathing problems. And they didn't even think that they had it. It's just that the doctor went and got them tested for it. So there are plenty of people that actually think that they have a cold. And this is part of why it's hard to track and trace of the spread, because it literally is just like the standard flu that everyone gets every single year. And so the death rate is not actually properly reported because of the number of people that have it that don't know that they have it because it's so ridiculously mild and it means nothing. uh, And therefore it's not recorded as them having it. Here's the other thing. And I really want to drive this home. And really it's just to contextualize this fear and put it into perspective. And I want to talk about death rates and I, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to stay on this and become like morbid the whole episode, (laughs) but it's to give you some perspective on what else is going on. Right. So right now the total deaths of coronavirus is just over 4,000, 4,200 and something to put it into perspective. Every single day, 26,000 people die from cancer. Like 
26,000. 49,000 die from cardiovascular disease every single day. And just over 4,000 die from diabetes every single day. Like, what? Every single day. And we are not even talking about, like, this coronavirus has been around for, I don't know, what, a month now, a bit longer. I think it was December where they kind of started noticing it. Um, And it kind of started hitting hard in January, right? And now it's at about 43. Every single day, more people die from diabetes. Do you know how people, how many people kill themselves every year from suicide? Over 2,000, 2,200 every single day, guys. And I do not mean to harp on about something that is so horrible, but here's the thing. Like, this is the average number that we're not even focusing on, like that we could actually change people's lives so that they didn't feel like they needed to take their own. And yet we have this fear pandemic panic happening with all of us, like I said, fighting in toilet paper aisles uh, about, you know, fewer deaths that happen, honestly, from a flu. Uh, here's a few more stats. Mosquitoes kill on average 27 hundred people like mosquitoes and human beings unfortunately from just murder and accidents and whatever uh kill over 1000 people every single day so should we be concerned about coronavirus yes should you wash your hands and should you not touch your face and should you not you know should you not fly to Italy right now because they're in lockdown and not go to China right now yes of course I just want to to impress on you that we can stay calm, that it is okay, and that there are 100% things that you can do about it, not only about your own uh, fear and panic around it, but also in terms of start educating other people too. And if it is something that you're really seriously, really concerned about, Think about all the other things that you could impact and other causes that take more lives, like tenfold more lives every single day compared to a flu, right? And understand that you can also protect yourself too. So when this applies to your actual finances and your wealth journey and investing, like I said, if you haven't started learning about investing, it's always a good time. So I know I said before, now is a good time to learn about investing. Now is a good time to invest. Guess what? I will always say that. Now, do I truly 100% believe that it is true right now? Yes. And I think it's, to me, it's even more heightened now. But I also want to stress that I am seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of comments and people, um, I, I guess, saying, what do I buy? Should I buy? Should I invest? Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but everyone says now is a good time. And then kind of going on also panic buying. And I want to stress to you that please don't go out and do that. I want you to have a proper plan in place, have an emergency fund, make sure that you don't invest anything that you're not prepared to risk. Remember that risk and loss are two very different things. 
right? Remember that just because you're risking money doesn't mean you lose the money, but also like don't try and catch a falling knife. Meaning if it does continue to fall another 5% or another 10%, I mean, that is actually nothing in when you compare it to your entire investing journey. So say you're invested for 10 years, you'll have an, like in terms of an annual compound growth rate, like you'll easily do 10%, right? Because, I mean, I talk about this in my masterclass about on average, stock market returns 10%, even through crashes and and whatever, right? So some years it's 20, some years it's a 10% loss, some years it's 40% gain, whatever. But also understand that you have to have a proper plan in place and you need to know what you're doing and you need to uh, invest based on your personal risk tolerance. So please don't go and get stock picks or speculate from other people about what to buy because there is a lot of volatility going on right now and all sectors are being impacted. There are a lot of people talking about, hey, just invest in medical because like uh, they're soaring right now or banks are always a safe bet. And genuinely, babe, that is speculating. And unless you are prepared to do solid fundamental analysis and be the next Warren Buffett, uh, you know, you need to have a proper plan in place that is also a strategy around how you diversify and make sure that you protect your money that is based on you and how you want to invest based on your risk, right? So uh, also note that Warren Buffett in times like this, he is he has a, a, a risk tolerance whereby his entire portfolio and even for his clients uh, with Berkshire Hathaway, his fund, uh, he even tolerates at times a 50% draw drawdown, meaning his entire portfolio will drop by 50%. He doesn't exit. So he hasn't lost. Remember it's dropped. The value of it has gone down and most people do not have that level of risk tolerance. They also don't have that level of patience. So while people do try and go and speculate and be the next Warren Buffett, most people don't actually have the personality traits that enable Warren Buffett to be the investor that he is. I've gone on a slight tangent there, but I'm just going to leave it and go with it. (laughs) Now, I'm going to talk way more about this in next week's masterclass. So please come and join me on that. But I really want to leave you with this. Investing is not a short-term game, right? I talk about this and I joke about this with um, my investing bootcamp babes and even in the community that it's not a one-night stand, right? It is a lifelong love affair, just like the notebook where you are in it for the long game. You are in it to build wealth so you can build a massive nest egg and live off the cash flow of that, right? Financial freedom is about having cash flow, pointless having assets that don't pay you anything. And if you can't live off them and they don't actually like generate income for you to live the life that you want. Uh, but to do that, you need to build and wealth accumulate, which means investing is a long term game. It's also a regular game, meaning regularly investing. It's not a one-time thing. So it's something that only happens in a crash. It's not something that only happens when the economy is going well. And, you know, I'm really noting this because for the people that are going, 
you know, I need to get in. What do I do? How, what do I buy? You know, blah, blah, blah. My question is, well, did you invest 12 months ago when the market was at the same price? And actually someone made a comment in someone else's group and it's a girl I know. And she made that comment about, well, if you're asking about whether to invest now, when prices are at this level, did you invest 12 months ago when prices were also at this level? And that should inform your decision and it shouldn't change. If you didn't invest last year because you didn't think it was a good idea, why would it change now? And I really want to drive that home because it's so true and so reflective of the fact that it's always a good time to invest. As long as you are doing it right, you have a proper plan, you know how to do it, how to diversify and also not over diversify and you're doing it regularly because dollar cost averaging really is the cornerstone of the multiplier effect and truly taking advantage of compound growth and compound interest. So I know I've covered so much and I've gone through a lot and I've probably thrown some words at you that you're like, I don't even know what that means. Uh, But I'm going to spend an hour, probably just over that, uh, next week on the masterclass. So, uh, you know, make sure you come and join and then if not, catch the replay on that. Okay, babe. Honestly, if you do have questions, please come and join the the public Facebook group that I have, the Kiss My Money Facebook group, or, you know, shoot me a DM. I would prefer that you get some, you know, solid knowledge rather than worrying or stressing about it. Because if there is one less person that will be worrying or stressing or panicking, (laughs) then that is better because panic spreads. And what happens is our amygdala, the the fear center of our brain activates when we hear and it goes like on red alert when we hear things like coronavirus because there's so much tension and fear and that energy and you guys you know I'm into you know I'm into collective energy and tapping into the energy and tapping into the energy of the universe and that energy is literally it's in the air like and so it's no wonder that so many people are affected right now I have definitely been feeling higher levels of anxiety and it's not around my finances and it's not around investing uh it's just the level of anxiety of, i think just people and the new cycles and um the kind of stress and i was even in the supermarket the other day uh this week and i mean i'm not stressed about toilet paper but i was walking past and it was i just happened to be near the the toilet paper aisle and there were people walking past uh going to that aisle and then like sighing heavily and tisking and kind of like just expressing their extreme disgust and you know even small things like that when you're constantly surrounded by kind of just that level of tension um we can definitely absorb other people's energy and we can definitely absorb what is going on around us. So also just giving yourself some time to breathe, press pause, uh, just take a moment and, you know, surround yourself with the things that you need to, to calm your nervous system. Cause I know that we are all right now on high alert. All right, babe, I'm going to leave you with that. And I promise, uh, you know, the following weeks aren't going to be all talking about coronavirus on the, on the upcoming episodes. It's just, obviously, I hope this has given you some perspective and 
uh, brought down the fear and panic with so much going on. Final note I'm going to leave you with, just switch off the news. It's honestly, it's not helping anyone. (laughs) All right, babe, I love you. I'll see you next week. 